Hello, everyone, and welcome to and Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, May 3rd, 2022. I'm Mike Cachopley, and we have our uh, special guest. He's someone you've heard before. He's a friend of the show, uh, fresh back from, uh, from Israel, from a month-long trip to Israel. You know him on Twitter as, uh, as Domestic Terrorist. Hello. Hello, hello, Mike. Thank you for having me again. Yes, well, you know, I wanted to do a couple of things with you. First, you know, I had all these you know, things I wanted to talk about. I want to talk about Russia and Ukraine. We want to talk about your experience in Israel and the people there and the way they act compared to the people here. I want to talk about the Ministry of Truth or Ministry of Lies, however you want to, however you want to put it. But then all of a sudden, you know, something happened. I just have to mention it quickly. I know, I know you're afraid to talk about this, <laughs> but, but uh, there was a leak, a leak that the Supreme Court when they finally vote on on this issue, the Roe v. Wade issue, I believe it'll be in June or July is when the final verdict will come out. But there's been a leak that they will vote five to four to end Roe v. Wade. And Twitter went crazy. Everyone's heads exploded on both the right and the left. Um, I just want to say quickly, I'll talk more about this tomorrow as more information comes in. But I think the, the thing I want I want to talk I want to talk to you about just very quickly is I think the worst part of this we're not going to talk about Roe v. Wade we're not going to talk about abortion rights we're not going to talk about the idea of you know uh, states' rights and sending this back to the states but the idea that this is leaked I think is 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 the real story here don't you Yeah, yeah you know we expect the Supreme Court to be one of those places that are the most unlikely to leak something right so it's surprising that they cannot keep it together and keep it keep it confidential yeah that's very surprising well it seems like from the early reports it makes it, it seems like and I, I i i can't argue with this theory that someone on the left someone who wanted this decision not to go through or maybe to put pressure on the supreme court publicly over the next month to change their minds had this yeah. leaked so yeah. in other words there's more anarchy on the left where they want political pressure and pressure from people maybe rioting and looting in the streets to change their decision and flip it to five four the other way, which is incredibly dangerous. Incredibly yes. dangerous. Yes, yes, that's my understanding as well. And you know, if, if that's the case, we have to really once again look to the left to their to the anarchy that the left is creating now. Where if they don't get their way, if they don't get their way, they're going to shout, they're going to cry, they're going to st- stomp on the Constitution, do whatever they can do whatever they can to get their way. So we'll talk more about this tomorrow, because once again, I think that is the most dangerous part of this whole thing, not a four decades long wedge issue that the Democrats love using to get votes, even though we know it really doesn't make a big difference anyway. So we'll talk more about that tomorrow. But what you and I are going to talk about, starting with the the uh, the, the trip you took to Israel, because when you came back, we talked a little bit. We met over the weekend and we talked about the difference in the people there versus the people here when it comes to woke issues, when it comes to not being offended by saying something, when it comes to being able to have a, a conversation where you take opposing sides and people don't cancel you or scream at you or be offended. Mm-hmm. I found that to be very interesting that you said the people there don't get as easily offended as the people here. No, exactly. And, you know, to me. Uh, as soon as you land there, you feel this freedom because it's not um, the same as the freedom to elect a, a politician that you exercise once every two years or once every four years. This is a freedom that you experience every moment of your life at work, with friends, anywhere. Imagine if you don't have to worry about the consequences of what you're going to say 
people are not going to get offended. They might disagree. They might call you an asshole. And then they're going to continue talking to you, laughing with you, and having a meal with you. And it's not going to be the end of the world, both online and in real world. You wouldn't believe the, uh, the, the comments I see online from Israelis. Some of them say, you know, the worst Nazis are Jews. And some of them say, you know what, uh, we understand where Hitler was coming from. We don't agree with him. We don't think that what he did was right. But you can have these open discussions. There are almost no taboos. Ukraine is not a taboo. COVID is not a taboo. This is an incredible freedom that, um, well, at least we in California, maybe in San Francisco, don't enjoy. And um, this is, makes a huge difference. Well, it makes a huge difference. And it, it's it's really, I think, the root. I think I, I when I had spoken to you about this, I think I had said, well, people in New York are kind of like that. You know, there are people in a lot of people in New York, at least in my old New York that I lived in and grew up in, would you could argue all the time with people and they wouldn't get offended and they'd still be your friends the next day. Right. And that and that that's maybe it's a uniquely New York thing. I think I, I mentioned to you, I, I believe that may be the case in Texas, too, with Texans that you can argue with them and they don't get easily offended. But throughout most of this country, the coastal elites anyway. Um, the, the left, especially on the coast, the east and west coast, you cannot have a conversation. They are they are uniquely offended yeah. when you don't totally agree with them or you take an opposing point of view to the fact that we know this happens all the time. It happens on social media. It happens in real life where you'll say something and they will simply try to cancel you by labeling you as something. Right. Let's give you They'll the say, most oh, dumb what example. Are you, a white supremacist? Are you a Trumper? Yeah. It'll have nothing yeah. to do with the issue. It could be totally tangential from the issue. And yet they'll do this just to shut up. And I think the only thing I can I can the only reason they do this, the only reason I can explain it away is they have no facts on their side. They don't know how to debate. Right. Let me give you a very dumb example. We're neighbors. Right. <laughs> if somebody yeah. was making a noise next to you, you would be going to the manager of the building and they would be writing a letter and then somebody would find out that the complaint came with you and then you will be enemies with your neighbor without ever talking. If we were in Brooklyn, uh, then you would be knocking on their door and saying, hey, shut up. And then they would be quiet and everything will be fine the next day, right? So it's a completely different culture. And Brooklyn is the Israeli culture. And we have this passive aggressive fake, you know, um, cancel culture. Like you say, I have no facts, so I'm going to shut you up with, you know, physically. Then that's just a different culture. That's not a bad example at all. I don't think it's dumb. I think it's exactly right. I think you have it exactly right. In New York, most people, if they had a neighbor, a neighbor that was annoying, they'd actually, you know, you've seen it in the movie sometimes, where even like if it's coming from above, they'll take a broom and, you know, hit the ceiling. Exactly. Yep. Or, they'll, or they'll just go up and say, or they'll put their hat out the window and say, shut up. You know, whereas in many other places, including where we both live right now in San Francisco, most, the overwhelming majority of people will be what we call New York rats. They'll rat on you. Yeah. go to the management and say, you're doing this, you're doing that. Um, and, and that's just, first of all, it's a labyrinthian way of getting something done. It takes longer, right. you know, than just simply confronting somebody. But I love the, I love that difference in culture. I mean, I've never been to Israel. I can imagine, I can imagine. The if you're there. from New York, it's not hard to imagine because uh, in many ways it's similar to that old school New York. You can be very open. Um, but, you know, you have to play by the rules here, right? It's not like you're going to do what you do in New York because it's not going to work well here and you're just going to be the bad guy, right? 
Well, you, you are, but I, I think it leads to the bigger issue on the on the, the, the macro of wokeness yep. and woke culture and cancel culture, which you have which you experienced doesn't exist there the way it does here. Yes, yes. And uh, I think this has a profound effect even on things that seem to be unrelated. For example, we talked a lot about our downtown would be uh, has been empty and it's going to be empty for a long time. Well, guess what? People are much less likely to want to go back to the office if they remember what it's like to be in the office. You have to watch every word you say. You might right. be punished. You have to be fake. It's really different to looking forward to going to work because you can laugh with your coworkers. You can talk. You can joke. You can. You don't have to be formal. Uh, it, it's everywhere. Uh, you know how real or how authentic your interactions are with everyone around you affects every aspect of your life with no exception if you cannot be honest about issues with your neighbors with your lover with your co-workers with your management your life is going to be profoundly different absolutely absolutely there's, there's 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 no doubt about it but i really wish we had more of that sentiment here you know where you can actually discuss things with people and even argue with people have dissenting views and not be and not be canceled mm -hmm. and you know, not be labeled one thing or another and put into a certain box. But that's that's where we are here. And this will transition us to the uh, the Ministry of, of Truth, yes. where we'll have one person. I wonder how this would go over in Israel if there was one person or one bureau who decided, you know, if you, what you're saying is truth or a lie. And then who knows? There are consequences if they decide that what you're saying is not true. Consequences beyond just being deleted, you know, or censored or canceled. Mm -hmm. Um and, and we've seen we've seen the, the the person who's going to be in charge of the Ministry of Truth seems to have gotten there via via Broadway by taking classes in musical theater, and this yeah. is what makes her, I guess, an expert on yeah. truth. How, how, question: How do you become an expert on <laughs> truth? Well, you know, when Alejandra Mayorka said that she's an expert on uh, misinformation, um, seeing that they found the most volatile, young, typical, you know, girl who has your typical extreme liberal leftist deranged views. It's really hard for me to take it seriously. And I'm really hoping that this whole idea will fall apart very soon. I'm not optimistic, but um, I'm whole, the whole thing is like a circus. I cannot imagine any Democrat in their right mind, however blindly partisan they are, to be supporting this insanity. Well, and, and you know, Mayorkas said that his his excuse was baloney. That oh, we just could have we could have described it better. We could describe what we're doing better. The usual default to oh, this is not going to no no. We're not going to be monitoring. Where have we heard this before? We're not going to be monitoring American citizens, <laughs> not U.S. citizens, just just foreign people who want to hurt us, who want to spread this information that'll affect our election. Now, how easily is it then for them to say, well, you are living in this country? But you are saying something that we, we hey, we consider you a domestic terrorist, right? We consider yeah, and, you a domestic terrorist. So now you're a terrorist, which means it doesn't matter that you're technically a U.S. citizen anymore. They're, they're so full of shit. And we've seen this. Haven't we seen this game many times before? Well, you know, they apparently they didn't learn in two years that the more you censor someone, the more you call something misinformation, the more suspicious people become. And the bigger group becomes who is curious about what, what are they trying to hide and why? Well, but the fact of the matter is, is that it, 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 I think Tulsi Gabbard, and I made this 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 point yesterday. Tulsi Gabbard said that it, it's no coincidence that this board has developed right after one 
Elon Musk takes over Twitter and says it's going to be free and open exchange of ideas and opinions. And Obama just a couple of weeks ago went on and said, we have to do something about disinformation. We have to do something about disinformation. And now this happens. I mean, it's quite obvious. It's yeah. quite obvious this happened because of that. And so beh- behind all this is Barack Obama. Once again, Joe Biden is just a puppet. Joe Biden is just a puppet that does what he's told, that says what he's told to say. Sometimes he can say it straight if he's on good drugs. Days he's not on good drugs, he can't talk straight. But the fact of the matter is, this does, I, I believe, this reeks of, of Barack Obama and the neoliberals. You know what's um, very disheartening to me that so many people actually uh, unsubscribed from Twitter. I mean, this says so much about them. So somebody tells you that you can say whatever you want and it's total freedom. And instead of, you know, saying great or at least saying, you know what, I'm not so happy about it. I'm just not going to use Twitter for a while. But they're actually unsubscribing from Twitter. I mean, how deranged and how obsessed with canceling things do you have to be to do that? Well, it's what you do when you don't get your way. It's what you do when you don't get your way, you know, and that's the thing. You you scream and you pout and you leave and you run away. And that's what these are like. It's like children, especially just like children who are not getting their way anymore. And they're screaming and pouting and getting on the floor and banging their feet in in their hands and they're leaving. And, you know, they're running away from home because they're not getting what they want. No, And he hasn't even done anything yet. We don't even know what he's going to do. And they already unsubscribing. Well, it's ridiculous. First of all, these are people who and I made this point before many times. These people who loved Elon Musk, he was their favorite billionaire because he did Tesla and he did electric cars and he's doing the SpaceX and he's doing green things. And he believes in he believes in, in climate change. This is, this is the guy they loved. This is a billionaire. They just loved a month ago before he decided to buy Twitter. So it's it, it, their hypocrisy is obvious here. It's obvious. Yeah. You know, they, they had their playground where they could push the narrative they want, whether it's on, you know, Russia, 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 whether it's on January 6th, whether it's on masks, whether it's on vaccines, they could push whatever propaganda they wanted and they could censor and eliminate any other opinion, any dissenting opinion or actual facts, and they could get their way. And maybe they could even win elections that way. Maybe yeah. they could get someone like Biden to defeat Trump that way. And, and, and they know they've lost that. And that's a huge loss. Yeah. It's, it's a huge loss. Now, the, well, now gonna, they haven't lost yet. They're not going to go down without a fight. So who knows what they have up their sleeve? Well, the Ministry of Disinformation is part of their fight. That's the beginning. Now, yeah. But we'll here's see. my question to you, and this is rhetorical, yeah. but you can answer it anyway. What if Donald Trump had started this Ministry of, uh, of Truth? <laughs> well, it's truly a rhetorical question. I mean, it's... Um, insulting enough coming from Biden to so many people. If Trump did it, I think, uh, yeah, that would be, a, I, don't, I don't even know, that would be maybe another BLM riot, BLM-type riot. Yeah, or, or, if, or if a DeSantis or a Trump wins in 2024 and puts their own person, no, I think a DeSantis or a Trump would get rid of this, and they will. But what if they put their own person in? <laughs> the left then say once Trump or DeSantis's person is the Ministry of Truth. I mean, obviously, this is this only works when it's someone on the left like this crazy, crazy chick who sings Broadway tunes. If it's someone like that, they can accept it. They know she's going. They, they know her history. They know she believed in the Russia hoax. They know she thought that the 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 uh, Hunter Biden laptop thing was bullshit. When we know it's a true story, she's on their side. That's all they care about, right? And she's going to censor the right. That's it. The other side, because the other side stands exactly at its core 
against something like this. So even hypothetically, it could have never happened. No, hypothetically, it could have never happened. Absolutely. You know, but I, I think you had something when you a few minutes ago when you said this may I, I think she's gone. I think no matter what, because the, we've exposed who she is, I think they'll try to find someone else. But I think that uh, I, I think that the whole thing might go away, quietly go away, because I think it's actually starting to get criticism on both sides of the aisle. And I think I think one of the reasons why is exactly what I said. The Democrats who are against this, no, they don't want a DeSantis or a Trump or whoever putting their person in. You know what I'm saying? Right. So they, 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 know it's, they know it's ahead in the next couple of days. They know Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or Pete Buttigieg probably isn't going to be president come 2025. It's not looking good for them. Right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, yeah. So they would rather get rid of this before before that happens. Or just quietly, like you said, make it go away without ever mentioning it again. That's our hope anyway. That That is our hope. Now, you wanted to specifically talk about Russia, because you put up a video I saw. You sent it to me a couple of hours ago to tell people what, what happened today that made you want to, to talk about the Russia-Ukraine conflict, Russia-Ukraine conflict. Yes. Um, you know, two things and something new came up that made me very sad. Um, <clears throat> let me start with the first thing. The first thing is that Lavrov, the minister, foreign minister of Russia, came under attack today because he basically said that um, uh, you know, don't tell me that Zelensky cannot be a Nazi because he's Jewish. Hitler had some Jewish blood in him, true, uh, as well. So that doesn't mean anything, which is, which is true. And so many different leaders around the world started attacking him. Oh, you know, how could you accuse Jews of crimes and you're insensitive and this and that? And they started making all these illogical, irrational, emotional leaps worthy of a 13-year-old dramatic girl instead and and this is very symptomatic of who these people are instead of just looking at what he said all he said is just because this person is jewish doesn't mean that they cannot be a nazi or evil that specific one wasn't talking about holocaust wasn't talking about world war ii and let's remember that those are the people who saved basically jews from mm -hmm. being completely exterminated. That's that's one thing. The thing that made me really sad is when I saw a footage today of Pelosi and Schiff going to Ukraine, meeting with Zelensky, and something very obvious dawned on me. They are not interested one bit, bit in negotiating and making peace with Russia. They're interested in prolonging and demonizing Russia for another hundred years and making our relationship as bad with them as possible. And, um, you know, I really enjoyed hearing, as crass as Trump was, I really enjoyed hearing when he was saying, what's wrong with getting along with Russia? What is wrong with getting along with Russia? Well, there's nothing wrong with getting along with Russia. I'll get back to what you were talking about in a second, but the whole idea of getting along with Russia, it's in the best interest of the world for the exactly. two superpowers, superpowers to get along with each other. Yes. That's. I think Trump had said that a couple of times. It's in the best interest of this country, Russia, and the world for the two top nuclear powers to actually get along with each other and not want to kill each other. Does that but, make sense to you? you no, know, totally. And, you know, today's meeting, the footage of 90-year-old hag Nancy Pelosi meeting with... Um, is she 90 Pelosi. already? I think I think whatever she is, yeah. Just me, like, why does she care? It looked like a mafia meeting from Godfather, where people are trying to money launder and uh, and make an evil plan. And you know, unlike COVID, this is a real danger. 
right? Well, this puts us in real danger because in 10 minutes, the whole world can change. This well, is not COVID. I, I think Newt Gingrich made a good point, which is that a real leader brings both sides, Democrats and Republicans. See, she's so fucking partisan. She just brought Democrats there. It makes it look like only one party in the country is 50 percent of the people are backing Zelensky. If she was smart, which she's not, she's just a partisan. Well, unfortunately for us, both sides are pro-war and pro-prolonging this conflict. It's not like with COVID, we had some kind of balance. Here we have nothing. Well, we have nothing, but the fact of the matter is when you're talking about diplomacy, you want to make it bipartisan, right? You want to make it bipartisan. She should have at least invited a couple of Republicans, but that's not, but she's not interested in that. She's not interested in that. What she's interested in is a photo op that makes it look like Democrats are superior, right? That makes yeah. it look like Democrats are on his side and, and, and Republicans are on the side of the bad guy, Putin. That's what she wants. That's and nobody's the- questioning, like, um, just this war. This is we have to defend Ukraine no matter what at all costs um, until the victory. And, you know, I mentioned that Trump derangement syndrome is bad. But Russia derangement syndrome is much worse, much longstanding, and also much, much more dangerous and much more unproductive. Well, let's go. you had said that the comment he made was basically that you don't have to, be, if you're Jewish, you can still be anti-Semitic, all right? They're, they're, we've we've called them what, people just, call them self-hating, right? Self-hating Jews. Now, the fact be a bad person. You could just be a bad, whatever, Nazi, doesn't have to be anti-Jew. Just because you're Jewish doesn't mean you cannot be evil in some way. Yeah. No, but it, it doesn't, it, there's not even any logic to that idea. And that's what people have said. When this whole one, you know, Putin comes out and says, well, they're, they're Nazis there. We have to cleanse the Nazis. And then people say, how is that possible? Zelensky's a Jew. Well, that's so stupid. That's idiotic. Yeah. That's totally idiotic. We have, we've had presidents who are not white supremacists, yet there are plenty of white supremacists in this country. Is Biden the leader of white supremacists? Of course not. But the facts, who cares that he's Jewish? It, it still doesn't mean, forget it. Maybe he's not a maybe he's not a Nazi. He's a great guy. Just because he's Jewish doesn't mean there isn't a huge, can't be a huge Nazi element in his country. What does that what does one thing have to do with the other? Of course. Of <laughs> one course. thing doesn't have to do with the other. And especially when you have other elements involved, when you have power and money, that's, that doesn't matter whether you're Jewish or not or a certain religion. I mean, that whole that whole argument that just because the president is part Jew has, you know, part Jewish doesn't mean there aren't a lot of Nazis in this country is idiotic. Of it's course. Idiotic. And, you, you know, what makes me sad is that all the things we complained about, all the qualities, the the cancel culture, the illogical, irrational, emotional thinking, the virtue signaling, all the things that we've been complaining over the last two years, instead of learning from that and saying, you know what, maybe we should tone down on that, uh, nothing. And, uh, you know, the one big lesson is you would think that after two years, after all the truth coming out of lockdowns, maybe people will be like, you know what, maybe we shouldn't blindly follow what we hear on CNN, MSNBC, nothing. Haven't learned a thing. Continue to blindly follow the narrative on this, on the war without any questions well look it's it's um we saw this during covid right we we saw it you know people dig in they take their side and that's it facts don't matter evidence doesn't matter nothing matters you know and and we knew this was going to happen any conflict with russia most of the people in this country have been have been taught have been brainwashed into believing the russia side is wrong no matter what right that's it yeah Yeah. putin's evil he's bad he's the worst he's a devil so no matter what no matter what, he's he's wrong, and everyone else has to be against him and for the pe- the people who are fighting him. Now, look, 
I've, I've talked about this many times, especially at the beginning of this thing two months ago. He, I, he could be right. He could be telling the truth that Ukraine is full of Nazis. OK, yeah. it's not it's not the job of a president of a different country to cleanse them. That's not his job. That's not his right just to say, oh, I don't like the demographic of this particular country. I'm going to go in and clean it out and make it the way I want it to be. Right. I mean, of course, that reeks of Hitler. Absolutely, it does. Right. You know, but the fact of the matter is, so I, I, I am once again, I am no fan of what of what he's done here. I am no fan of what he did. But I also know that we don't just like with the Middle East, people in this country do not know the dynamics of the situation. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, we don't know anything and we don't appreciate how complex um, the conflict is. We're not there. We don't know what's going on with Donetsk and Luhansk with the war that's been going on there for eight years. But our media makes it sound way more more simple than what it is. They labeled one side as good and the other evil without ever analyzing, without ever discussing as it's a given. That's it. This is just how it is. And it was a given that masks work to stop the spread. And it was a given that vaccines work to stop the spread. It was yeah. a given that these things were going to end COVID, right? It, it, it was a given that if you don't have the vaccine, you're dirty. You know, it was, it was a given. And, and even after it's proven that it's not, it's still a given. Even if I know that it's wrong, I'm still going to do it because I'm supposed to do it. And that's the right thing to do, even if it's not the right thing to do. So complete blind zombie obedience. I don't even know what to call it. Well, because the, the thing is, once, well, it's a cult. This is a cult mentality. Look, and you can't really talk to people who are part of a certain cult. They don't want to hear anything. They believe what the cult leaders say. They yeah. believe that narrative. And no matter what you say, they're not, they're not going to believe you. They're not. They have to come to their own realization of deprogramming. They have to come to it themselves. And, and some people have in this country. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying there's been no movement over the last you know, 24 months. There's been some movement. There are people who believed one way two years ago who now believe another way or, or simply believe enough is enough now. Okay, We've tried everything we could try. It hasn't worked. Now we just have to deal with the, the virus, and that's but, all there is to it. You know, my 25-year-old niece uh, who goes to Berkeley for a PhD, she says that everyone on campus, and these are your best and the brightest in Berkeley, everyone is wearing uh, a, a mask and you cannot ask anything anyone because it's a very sensitive subject so you better not question that even now when they haven't had a mandate on campus in months so well uh, th- but we, we've seen that we've seen the left we've seen the people who are supposed to be you know the, the professors the the doctors supposed to be the, the 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 smartest among us be the dumbest be yeah. the most neanderthal thinking mm-hmm. with all of this you know, um, I mean, when the history books are written on COVID, we're going to see how so many people here who are supposed to be the smartest people reacted in such a, a, a caveman-like way to this virus, a caveman-like way, in such a Neanderthal way, not a 21st century way with this ridiculous... You know, I, I hope that those history books are not going to lie to future generation by saying that we survived and 1918 like pandemic and they will tell them the truth that we will su- that we survived the biggest scam ever but that ain't gonna happen our books are not gonna say that right but once again this is much of this is fueled along with the russia look look we had russia 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 that was fueled by the media COVID hysteria mass mass and vaccines are a must they stop the spread that was fueled by the media 
the now this whole idea of you know Russia versus Ukraine, you got to take one side and that's it. There's no complexity. There's no there's no gray areas. It's all black and white. Yeah. It's all fueled by the media. Zero interest in making peace. No victory, more weapons, more money, no negotiation, no fly. I mean, she flew to Ukraine. It's pretty close to Moscow. Why not stop by Moscow? I don't think Putin wouldn't mind talking to Pelosi. No, there is zero interest and nobody is even asking. Why didn't you stop by to talk to Putin? Nothing. Well, and uh, I mean, someone made the point that he's the person you should be talking to, right? Oh, actually, it was John Dennis. John Des, the head of the San Francisco Republican Party, who on Twitter yeah. yesterday said, uh, uh, Nancy, why not go talk to Putin? He's the one you got to convince to stop the fighting, don't you? Isn't he the guy that you have to convince? He's the one you should be talking to. And, um, yeah, yeah, you know, Mike, they could easily think if we can lock them down for two years and shut their businesses, why can't we keep spending 30, 40 billion every month on the war? Of course, we can get away with it. We've gotten away with much worse already. Right. We've got we've gotten away with much worse, you know, and look, you can do they can do whatever they want with the money. What, 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 you know, another point I wanted to get to, which I had brought up on a show last week, was the covid money. A lot of the 10 percent of this covid money in many in Illinois, New York and California and other states is now going to teach critical race theory. This was money that was supposed to go towards covid relief. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't they don't need it anymore for that. They're putting it towards teaching critical race theory so they can do whatever they want with the money. The people don't the people don't care. They've seen COVID was kind of like it was almost like a, a test, right? It was almost like a sociological test to see how much they could put over the people, right? And and once they saw total impunity, now they know that they can really do whatever they want. I mean, after two years of this, they know that nobody's gonna stop them and nobody's gonna question them. Yeah, so keep hemorrhaging the money, don't ask any questions and just uh uh, in the name of uh, peace and freedom of Ukraine and just uh, cover it all up with big words, when, with beautiful words and keep at it. Exactly. Was there anything else you wanted to get off your chest today? Anything else that we... Um, well, um, I wanted to mention that, you know, if these events inspire uh, alternative channels, including you, to speak out the truth regularly, then something good comes out of it. And hopefully more people, we need people like you now more than before, because with COVID, there was way more opposition to what was going on. With the war right now, there is way, there is way less voices who are against it. So your voice is more important than ever. So keep speaking about this, keep speaking the truth so that um, uh, people are more aware and maybe there will be more, more pushback against what's going on. That's it. Well, we're going to continue trying and we'll continue uh, talking about this and, you know, we'll do the best we can. You know, we'll do the best we can. There's the alternative media to really tell you. <laughs> and and all, all opinions are, are allowed. I'm not going to, you know, I, I agree with some. I disagree with others. But the fact of the matter is we really, we really have to end this idea of just of just of just canceling people. But we'll, we'll talk more. We'll talk more in the coming days about there's so much going on now. With, you know, the, I, I don't know if you've heard, but I'll do a little tease for maybe tomorrow's show or later in the week. You see, now, now Gavin Newsom came out and, and threatened, made a threat about, you know, what, what, what we'll do. If this ha- if the Supreme Court, if the Supreme Court really rules this way, they're in for a lot of trouble. So basically, he's, he's rabble rousing. He's doing what the Gavin Newsom is basically doing what the left accused Trump of doing on January 6th which is getting people so riled up. He put out a statement today that basically all it's going to do is get people so riled up 
that they're going to go out there and do things they shouldn't do in the streets. Wait, shouldn't he be happy that the states will have all the power about abortion? Well, no, he's just going to, he's going to go on a soapbox and say, California will never. <laughs> but that's the whole point of states' rights, right? Okay. <laughs> abortion will be illegal in California forever, even after the child's born. You know, not, <laughs> okay. you know where, of course, this is exactly what the idea, you know, but the left will try to do. What the left will try to do with this, of course, is lie. You'll go on CNN, MSNBC, if this is a real decision and it happens, they'll lie and they'll say this makes abortion illegal. Yes, of course. course. And people will and the left will believe it. Yeah. It's like don't say gay, the same thing, right? They're gonna just dress it up in something completely different. Exactly. But we'll talk about that on the later show. I'll talk about it. Maybe I'll have you back on once once you can gather. I know you need more information before you talk about it. I will prepare. (laughs) <laughs> you could, but you know, my my guest has been. If you go on Twitter, his handle is domestic terrorist, and he often tweets very interesting things. A lot of videos, also from San Francisco, to show the awful urban <clears throat> dystopia here and what San Francisco has become. So check, definitely check out his uh, his Twitter feed, domestic uh, terrorist, and uh, a friend of the show. We'll have him back again. You've been listening to, and let's be heard. I'm Mike Chopoli, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.